I want to move in the world as a Christian and in everything I do, display the values of a Christian, especially to the world. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about how to walk into the unknown with confidence. In 1939, as Britain was plunged into war, King George VI read this poem over the radio. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. Corrie ten Boom, who was imprisoned in Auschwitz, wrote this. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. We may not know the future, but we know the one who does. And he makes us this beautiful promise in the book of Isaiah. I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God, say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Our guest today knows all about launching out into the unknown. Melanie Penn is a critically acclaimed singer-songwriter working at the crossroads of faith and culture. She's been called, quote, a New York songwriter in the age of skepticism, end quote. After studying voice, she moved to New York City and pursued musical theatre where she enjoyed several years as the mainstay in the theatre scene, most notably playing Sandy on the Broadway national tour of Greece, starring Frankie Avalon. Melanie then started a collaboration with Nashville producer Ben Shive, and their first album, Wake Up Love, came out in 2010. Melanie just released her sixth album, called More Alive, Volume 2. I completely love her songs. They have such depth and artistry and joy, so much joy. And best of all, she's a dear friend. We talk about New York City, about songs, about the creative process. And we also talk about the resistance we both experience in our writing. What we talk about reminded me of something I wrote about in my devotional called Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. Let me read it to you. It's called Talk to Yourself. Why are people usually unhappy? Dr. David Martin Lloyd-Jones said it's because people are listening to themselves instead of talking to themselves. When you wake up in the morning, you can listen to whatever your thoughts are telling you. Maybe they're reminding you of something bad you did the day before. Or maybe they're making you scared of something you have to do tomorrow. Or you could talk back. You can remind yourself of what is true and who you are and who God is and what he has done. You can say something like, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. Psalm 42 verse 11. Are you listening to yourself today or talking to yourself? I can't wait for you to hear from my dear friend and I hope you'll check out her wonderful music. Without further ado, please welcome my dear friend, and now yours, Melanie Penn. My name is Melanie Penn, and I'm a singer and a songwriter. Uh, Currently, I'm based in Nashville, Tennessee.
I always was a singer from a really young age, like from six or seven years old, I started singing in church, like singing solos and stuff. I was trained as a singer and always knew that that would be my vocation somehow. But my path has been a little bit circuitous, like I trained as a classical singer and then I studied music classically in college and then I went to New York and I was in the Broadway world for a while and then I started writing songs. So before I started writing my own, the focus of my life was like, how do I sing other people's songs better? And there's like great formats for that, like musicals and singing in church and singing other people's material in whatever way. So then I started writing my own material and that's just really like the through line hasn't been as much the songwriting as it has been the singing, like how does singing live in the world and where can it live the best? And it's taken me a lot of different places. So Ecclesiastes 11.6 says this, Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. When I started my music business, I really didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I started writing songs. I had no idea if I would make a record. I had no idea if anyone would like it. I didn't know if I would be able to sing live and anybody would come. Like, it was really an experiment. And so I also had a day job. And I really worked hard at my day job, too. So really, I was just committing everything to God, just being like, this is up to you, whether something succeeds or whether they both succeed. And all I can ask for in my art is wisdom and the blessing of not truly wasting my time. <laughs> like my prayer also is like, Lord, please just make it obvious, like pretty quick, what's going to be fruitful and what will not be fruitful because I don't always know. But I do know that I'm supposed to use whatever I have to endeavor in the world as best I can. God's been very kind to me recently in several ways and, you know, ways tangible and intangible. And one of the intangible ways is I, I just moved to Nashville and the move to Nashville actually disrupted me a lot more than I thought because Nashville isn't at all a new place for me. Like I've been here a ton. I know a ton of people. And in some ways I felt like it would be a very soft landing here. And it really wasn't. I, I kind of got here and was like, what am I what am I doing? Like all my artist peers have been here for 30 years or something, 20 years, and now I'm behind and I'm starting over again. And so I got to Nashville and I just kind of went into a little bit of a tailspin. And just in the last month, I have felt my system calming down and turning a corner and just felt God's benediction in it. I think I have this idea in my mind like everyone else isn't as insecure as I am. I'm super insecure. I can struggle with my self-esteem, especially while I'm making things. And there's a couple ways I've coped with that. One way is a few years ago, I realized that when I started to make something, a lot of voices would come into my head into the process that were like super negative. 
and they were always in the second person. So I would get into making something or I would think about making something and there would be something there kind of like echoing in my mind, like, you're not good, you're not good enough. Kurt Thompson says this amazing thing. He says, all evil has to do is show up when something good is happening. So I have had to battle, like, who's talking to me right now? Like, if, if something comes and it's destroying me, that's not from me and it's definitely not from God. So I have it in my power to kind of renounce those voices speaking in the second person that are trying to tear me down while I'm making something. And I don't think that that is just like fluff, like psychobabble or like spiritual psychobabble. I think it's fundamental to surviving as an artist or a creative. It's like you got to recognize that the accuser's voice and be very able to, to push it, to, to silence it and renounce it when it comes. One thing that I do now when I sit down to create in an intentional way, I just say, I'm like, Lord, Lord, I'm here. And I believe that there are so many songs out there that no one's heard yet and that you would love to give one of them to me today. And I kind of open my hands. So I, I physically open my hands and I just expect the Lord to bring a song. And that's not like, oh, and then a three-minute amazing song pops into my lap. But it helps put me into a non-anxious place where I believe that God is on my side and that this abundant God who knows all the songs that have ever or will ever be written, that God is just delighted to give a song to one of his children to be heard by other children. My faith is the work, and the work is my faith. I think that, especially for writers or creators, it's very incarnational. So you are kind of peering into the unseen and then bringing something into the world that hopefully gives life to people. And that in and of itself is the incarnational work of Christ. Like from nothing, bringing something through the breath of the Spirit. Wherever I am, God is going to be there. And I will be given what I need from him to meet the challenges of a place. And all I need to do is like stay in the day and do what God has given me to do in that particular day and have joy in that, like not stress out about it. Sally and I always say this great thing. I mean, I think she started saying it to me first and now I say it back to her sometimes, which is like, just do the next thing, like do the next right thing. And if you keep doing the next right thing enough times, chances are you're like going in the right direction that God has for you. But you can't see that if you zoom out too much. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible called God Makes a Way. Moses and God's people escaped out of Egypt and into the wilderness. They didn't know the way, but God knew the way, and he would show them. God led his people through the desert to the edge of a great sea. They were just wondering how to cross it when suddenly they heard a terrible thundering and pounding. They shaded their eyes to look back and screamed. It was. Pharaoh and his army were coming to get them. Pharaoh had changed his mind again. 
Get my slaves back, he screeched, and charged out into the desert after them, with six hundred of his fastest horsemen in Egypt. What were God's people going to do? In front of them was a big sea. It was so big there was no way around it. But there was no way through it. It was too deep. We're going to die, they shrieked. God will make a way, Moses said. Another minute and it would have been over. But then the strangest thing happened. God sent a strong east wind to blow all night long. It blew the water on the big sea. It blew it to the left and it blew it to the right. And there, right through the middle of the sea, a muddy pathway opened up and God's people walked across on dry land. When the Egyptians tried to follow, the walls of water crashed back down on them and swallowed them up. God's people were safe. They danced and laughed and sang and thanked God. When there had been no way out, God had made a way. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at Sally Lloyd Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.